yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit when you get online. And the crazy thing is, if you can figure out how to take your your selling ability um, and your presentation ability online, it's one to many, and it's leveraged and it's evergreen, and it goes on and on and on forever. If you're like me, then you know door-to-door sales is an amazing opportunity to generate a successful future. But you also see that there are huge issues starting to emerge. Like, why haven't big door-to-door companies let selling and recruiting habits change in over 30 years? Or why is it that old door-knocking rules say you're better off in person than trying to use the internet to sell your product or grow your team? These are some of the blaring questions we face today. This podcast will show you how real door-to-door entrepreneurs like us are fighting the old status quo. And we aren't cheating by competing on price. Follow this podcast while I expose the shocking methods I'm using to build my million-dollar dream team. Here's to the new tech approach without all those rusty DDD handcuffs. My name is Jackson Rucker, and welcome to DDD Success Secrets. Today on the podcast, I have Scott Taylor, who is a good friend of mine, a brother, also somebody who taught me a lot my first year of door-to-door sales of how to sell, what I was doing wrong, what I needed to do right. Welcome, Scott Taylor, to the podcast, to the group. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, Scott Taylor. Absolute pleasure. (laughs) Absolute pleasure. Appreciate having me on, Jax. Um, so I, I call you Jax. Uh, I hope that's okay for your totally, audience. Yeah, you're uh, you're in uh, Idaho right now, right? Yep. You bet. And so tell us a little bit about um, <clears throat> many people maybe in the group uh, on my podcast might not know who you are. Um, give us a little bit of background of who you are um, and what is door to door sales to you. Um. So. Yeah, I live in Idaho, like you said. I live in Rigby, Idaho, Podunk, Countryville, Idaho. I love it. Um, I was born and raised here. But um, kind of my backstory is I, I kind of gone all over the place. Um, out of college, I went to California, worked for a construction company, quit that, hated it, um, did, went into real estate. And this <clears throat> in 2008, I went into real estate. Um, does anyone see a problem? So... I lost my shirt because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a financial collapse. And uh, so I was in need of a, a job. Like I had just had my face, my first baby. And um, me and my wife had just bought a house in Boise. So anyways, me and my wife had just bought a house in Boise. And uh, <clears throat> that's where I moved from California to, <clears throat> to Boise. Sorry. No, you're I, got a nut. I got a nut stuck in my throat. Scott. <laughs> Sorry, I was sitting in this computer all flipping day, and I had a chance to eat anything. So there's some. It's chocolate all right, we're getting the here. raw, uncut version of Scott Taylor. That's right. No editing here. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I moved to Boise. Lost my shirt doing short sales in real estate. You know, the banks got really funny in '08. Um, you know, short sales are traditionally a really good way to make money in real estate, but um, they were expecting a handout from the from the banks or from the government, and so they just stopped negotiating. So I just kind of dried up. And, um, I was in need of a job. I was running out of money and I had done pest control sales one year when I was in uh, college. And then I, you know, hadn't done anything with it for a long time, but, um, I had a friend that was selling pest control. And so 
I decided to go down to Marietta, California, leave my wife and my newborn baby in Boise. And I went down there for four months and sold all by my lonesome with a team I'd never met before, except one guy I knew that he was the manager. So, and then the rest is history. I found another company, partnered in, grew an office in LA. Um, you know, at first I sucked at door to door. I was awful at it. Um, I was terrible. But over time, I just kept doing it. Um, the opportunity is amazing, guys. It is an amazing industry, amazing opportunity. Um, I've never made more money in my life than in pest control four months out of the year. And then when you own a company, it's like, you know, exponential growth. And so you had a chance to, uh, <clears throat> after you, maybe I'm skipping too far ahead, but uh, within the first couple of years, of you opportunity to become an owner, become a partner, right? Yeah, exactly. The company that I was with at the time, um, they would let you partner in if you, served a, if you sold a certain mm -hmm. amount. So they said, you got to sell 400 accounts at least in the summer. And then the next summer or the next winter, you recruit your own team. And so I was like, I put my blinders on and I just went and I, I freaking did it. I sold yeah. 403 that summer. It was in Corona, California. Um, where me and you sold together, Jax. That's where I yeah, sold my, yeah, first, yeah. My, my first big summer. And then the next winter, I went off and we record. We rec I recruited with with the help of my partners. I think around fifteen guys, and I think six or seven of them went home. I mean, it was pretty bad. But we had a core group of guys, and we grew that office. Um, we started an office in L.A. We took over L.A. County and Ventura County, and uh, yeah, we 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 blew it up four years. And then my partners wanted to go different directions. They wanted to kind of split ways. So best time to sell is after your fourth year of selling in, a, in an office. And so we sold it to, to work in and had an amazing payday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So that's awesome. Yeah. So it was during, and I met uh, you that, that next summer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was during that time right after that, that you came back, uh, Corona in uh, pest control and that's my first year in pest control uh -huh. and so um so in total because right now you don't do door-to-door -door sales but so in total how many years was it that you were going every summer for four months knocking i did 10 years consecutively if you add my okay. first year in when i was in college that was 11 so 11 years consecutively in door-to-door -door sales for pest control and I did okay, a little cool. installation sales and I did some other stuff on the side. I did internet, you know, for a little time, but uh -huh. I always gravitated back to pest control because it's, yeah, it's hard to get out of. Yeah. Hard to get out of. So, um, so, so, okay. Um, some of my, can you hear me okay or am I loud? No, I can hear you good. Okay, good, good. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Just checking. So, um, I specifically remember uh, November of 2018 when I went to Stephen Larson's Offer Lab with or Offer Mind, excuse me, his Offer Mind yeah. event. Uh, uh -huh. It was right after that when I was driving with you back from Boise, Idaho, all the way back to Rigby, and you were driving my car because You're I was trying, trying to do, homework, to do some homework. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. Just, us trying to be a good student, doing homework. You were driving my car, and I remember specifically we were having this conversation about how dumb it was that uh, 
in our experience of door-to-door sales that there were really only two ways that you could have uh, really the big chunk of the revenue, big chunk of the profit uh, of a door-to-door company, right? By being the owner, by being the original entrepreneur, or being the guy that is the, the one who's recruiting the most as well as training the most and the one who can be selling the most. So like either that's one person or that's a, a combination of a few people together. Uh, those are really the top dogs, right? And so like those are the ones who are really going to be biting off the biggest chunk of the pie here. And we had just gone through listening all of what Steven has to teach about offer creation and all this stuff with online marketing. And I specifically remember how we were talking how it was stupid in the saturated college towns that a lot of recruiters go to. Um, they all kind of have the same pattern of recruiting within the towns. It's like you try to go door knocking there. You try to have these meetings where you're bringing in guys for lunch or you're having these interview meetings or you're having these little presentations, these trainings to, to be able to just explain exactly what you just pizza. Yeah, exactly. Explain the, we can do, get an insane amount of money in four months. You can learn all these life skills. And it's like, you can go on these cool cruises. You have all these rewards and incentives. It's like the same kind of pattern and pitch, right? And so I remember having that kind of conversation with you, especially with all of what we had been, the little chunk of internet marketing that we knew about. And asking ourselves, like, there has to be a better way to do this. And... um so like besides I those, it well. yeah. So besides those points that I just listed off, what other kind of pain points um, besides just the fact that uh, as a door-to-door salesman, you are only pitching one to one, right? Besides that, besides those pain points, what other pain points do you feel like the door-to-door industry has? Um, well, yeah. I, I mean, you pretty much touched on it. I mean, you are doing one-to-one sales. You have one door one at a time. Every once in a while, you get two or three at a time. I mean, let's let's, right. let's face it. Right, but that's like you know? an exception. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you it's when you break norm. into like a Fourth of July party and you're you sell like three families hey, all at once. You, you know. Yeah, the cold but, um, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's a that's the kind of a hard thing with with door to door sales. So it's really a grind. Like you got to just grind it. Um, it's not bad. I mean, four or five months out of the year, take the rest of the year off. That's what I've done for 10 flipping years. I made like right. hundred plus thousand in four or five months for 10 years. Like, I mean, take the rest of your off ski, do whatever you want. You know, it get that kind of gets old, but that yeah. is, that is the challenge with door to door is it's one door, one sale, um, move on. And you just have to keep going and going. It's a big grind. You know, the other challenge you, you touched on is, you know, when you're in the Wasatch Front, Utah, Idaho, this area, like this even is... Even Arizona. Even Arizona. Well, Arizona is a little better because I have some friends that do it there and they recruit. They do actually pretty well there. But, I mean, we are in the mecca of pest control company startups, recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go to Rexburg, which is just 15 minutes north of where I live now, I mean, there's like 10 different recruiting companies that are just, they have offices and all this swag and pool tables and foosball tables. And yeah, to lure them in. Yeah, to lure them in. They're handing out pizza and hot cocoa. And I mean, nothing's changed. And so the, it's really tough to, 
to to recruit in those towns, it's really hard. I mean, it's so cutthroat competitive. Um, and, you know, the highest bidder wins is really what it is. It's a race yeah. to the top. And the sales guys have it made because they can basically like play the companies off each other and they just keep bidding up. And then you end up with this first year guy that's never knocked the door making 40% right up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, challenge that's and it's just gotten to a point where it's just a freaking a red ocean. Yeah. Absolute bloody red ocean. And so I think Speaking um, marketing terms. Right. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, right. Red ocean, like it's exactly what Scott just ex explained where, uh, the competition in the different kinds of companies becomes so much so that the, at the end of the day, it's just basically a fight on price, a fight on, uh, nothing more than just the very, very bare bones of what the benefit is. Right. It's not even like, uh, a fight between the value. It's a fight between just at the end of the day, just money and not necessarily how good the company is or how good the team is or how good a person the recruiter is. And it becomes kind of this red ocean, this uh, highly competitive field where uh, it's hard to actually be truly different. And so I think you touched on some really cool, uh, really good points that uh, you can even apply and generalize to even other industries outside of door-to-door -door sales in pest control. They could be door-to-door -door sales in alarms or in, uh, you know, solar. It could be, you know, any kind of industry that is door-to-door, -door, there's various, there's very much a similar pattern in the kinds of industries themselves. It's not just pest control. It's not limited to just selling pest control. And so those are kind of battles because a good door-to-door -door salesman that sells pest control can very well be the target, you know, recruit for someone who's selling solar or someone who's doing alarms. Like they want someone who's even uh, good at having that mentality of a grind. Right. And so the, the next question that I wanted to ask you was like uh, you've been involved with uh, a lot of uh, internet marketing uh, influencers over these past several months within the past year. Um, how has your perspective of like the term, because the term entrepreneur gets thrown around in the door-to-door -door industry left and right, uh, but how is your perspective of the definition of what an entrepreneur is and even your perspective of like how much money can be made? Uh, how has that changed since you've been involved in the online marketing world? Oh, I mean, I've been looking at the online marketing world for a long time. Um, I haven't really jumped out into it, you know, for, for many years, but recently I just, I took the jump, but yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit when you get online. And the crazy thing is if you can figure out how to take your, your selling ability, um, and your presentation ability online, it's one to many and it's leveraged and it's evergreen and it goes on and on and on forever. If you have a YouTube yeah. channel and you and you're, you set up a webinar with some links below, funneling them to wherever you want them to go to buy something eventually, I mean, it is amazing with the potential that you have with online. I mean, that's the challenge that I had with, with, uh, with pest control is I went, you know, I sold my business. So I had this like residual income coming in that was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I sold that and I put all the money in the bank, but 
you can spend all that money really easily if you're not if you're not careful. And I just love that idea of residual income of you work once and your efforts get multiplied over and over and over and over again. And you get paid over and over and over again. Residual income. Online is the best place to figure out residual income. Totally. And so. I feel like a lot of uh, door-to-door salesmen, uh, they don't even <clears throat> believe that that's even possible until they hear of stories or they, they know someone personally that's gone and done that. And uh, what kind of beliefs do you feel like were shattered that you thought was like, what kind of false ceilings did you have that were shattered once you kind of learned this online marketing world exists that you previously thought was like a good summer? Like you, the terms kind of like, if you make six figures in a summer in door to door, like you feel like that's a good number. You feel like, Oh man, that guy killed it. But then you oh, yeah. hear about these online marketers who made like a million dollars and they didn't yeah, make a single well, door. Like, so well, what, absolutely. what kind of beliefs I mean, did you have that were shattered? Yeah, I mean, in the door-to-door world, I mean, if a guy makes between a hundred and two hundred thousand in a summer, he's in the top one percent of the industry. You know, he's like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You know, but the problem with that is that's that's a lot of money. I mean, especially when you're talking to college kids, they're like, "Holy cow! Right. I make a I hope I make thirty thousand dollars." You know, I remember right. being there. I remember right, thinking, right, right. "Man, if I made thirty thousand dollars, my life would be never be." never be the same. You know, I remember feeling that, but you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I have a family. I have four kids. I have a wife. I have my oldest is 10 and youngest. I just had a brand new baby. So, you know, the appeal of doing door to door traveling every summer, um, just kind of went down and yeah, I mean, the, the, the opportunity to make the income's great. Don't get me wrong, but I want to work smarter and not harder. And I want to utilize technology. The business world is exponentially running towards online, online everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a wave and I'm catching that wave and I'm surfing on it and I'm going to learn right. how to do it. And I'm, that's the you know, point of this group. My podcast, my movement is to, to help people catch that wave because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a ship that's moving and you can either catch the wave or you can miss out on it. You know, yeah, but I mean, to talk about like the now what I think is possible, I mean, it's insane that me and you, we know Steve Larson. I closed for Steve Larson for one of his MLM programs. Um, but he made a million bucks in 13 months, wasn't it? I think it was 13 months. Yeah. Since yeah. he started his business, it was a course, it was a, it was, you know, secret MLM hacks. You can go look it up, you can go buy the course right. from it. it's a thousand bucks. But he made that course once, and I don't think he does anything else with it. He just sells it over and over and over and over again. It's on a platform where people log in and go and take the course and study it. Um, but he drives ads to that. People buy it, and he, you know, first million in 13 months. Isn't that insane? It's insane, yeah. And, and this year, his goal is to make $4 too. million. Right. Know, this year's goal is to make $4 million. So, and this is just a friend of ours. Like I remember Steven back when he was in my recruit recruiting office. Yeah. Cause when Ryan he, brought him in the first year he sold, you were with them, right? Well, I mean, I helped train him back in the off season. I mean, Ryan is really oh, okay. the one that he went out and sold, sold with, but I remember, you know, we were doing role plays in the office and stuff, but eating a lot of pizza and playing a lot of Xbox too. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it's not that like the pizza and Xbox is the bad thing, but it's like the mentality that that's the thing that that's your only value add. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing that's like actually bringing people in to wanting to make money. And I, I just think that's so wrong. But uh, so with uh, with your experience, right, like uh, what mistakes do you feel like uh, what other mistakes do you feel like recruiters and even salesmen? What mistakes do you feel like they make uh, with them not knowing about online marketing? Well, I think the biggest mistake guys make that are trying to recruit, trying to recruit. Yeah. Is they unquote, just trying. They just don't do anything. Because here's the thing, everything works and nothing doesn't. So if you're going to go knock on doors at a college apartment, that'll work. Um, if you're going to go out, hand out pizza on a corner and say, hey, come to my meeting, that'll work. Mm -hmm. But there's better ways of doing it. Right. Yeah. And I firmly believe, like, I totally agree with that. Well, you got to do something if you want to be successful. Yeah. Like if you want to try and do something, but uh, just because you can say you have something to do or you, you think you have a system, right. Doesn't mean that that's the best system. Doesn't mean that that can't be improved upon. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And so the, uh, do you think, um, like what's kind of your perspective? Cause it, like you just said, uh, business uh, as its entirety is moving towards, uh, having an online approach. Now that doesn't mean that, companies are all of a sudden not going to have an offline approach, but what's your perspective on like, uh, should uh, a brand new salesman be getting into online marketing? Because it seems like the industry is kind of saying that's kind of a distractor. That's something, a distraction, right? That's going to be something that's going to be uh, taking away from their hustle and grind addicted mentality to wanting to knock doors all day. That's going to be just something distracting them. That's kind of the theme. But do you think like brand new door-to-door -door salesmen should be learning about online marketing or is it better to kind of keep them in the dark to not teach them online marketing and not let them get distracted? No, I think it's definitely good to learn it. You know, definitely you, you got to learn to use like there's systems like next door right now. Next door yeah. is like this like online community stuff that communities yeah. use. And I've seen, really good salesmen using that to their advantage where they, they'd sell, they sell a customer, they sit down on the couch with their family, they take a picture and they put it on those platforms. The yeah. social proof of that is an unreal. So guys that aren't utilizing those types of systems or, you know, maybe, I don't know, other systems that are out there, you know, they're, they're missing, they're leaving a lot on the table and, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more technology to come that's going to come out that applies to the door-to-door -door industry that is just going to revolutionize it. Yeah, and I mean, that's so, what we're all about is kind of bouncing ideas off each other, collaborating and learning the latest in online marketing and learning what is working, what's not working, what people are having success with. An example, like you just left, um, just explained, you know, that's something that's huge. And uh, someone who's not doing that is walking away from social proof that they easily could be t taking advantage of. Um, the uh, next thing that I wanted to ask you is like, um, if you were to get back into door-to-door -door sales again, what would be your new approach knowing what you know about online marketing? 
Well, I'd utilize technology like that, Nextdoor app. Um, and one thing, like if I was a bit, if I was a pest control owner, um, okay. and I would knock to, I would do the, the summer sales thing too, if I was an owner as well. Online reputation is everything nowadays. Yelp, if you don't have a good Yelp reputation, it'll kill your business nowadays. So I, w- I would say that I know people that have pest control companies that knocked for one summer and then they they got rid of their sales team because they didn't they kept their reputation so well that they get organic growth online um, to grow. Yeah, I know I know a handful of companies that are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Now you can do that with a sales team. A sales team enables you to grow quicker and faster. But unless you're utilizing you know technology, unless you're really on top of your reviews when you're going through that growth, you know your reviews are gonna they're gonna bite you in the butt. Yeah. And so having reputation, high reputation on on online sources like Google, especially Yelp, um, it's like it's a, it's you in order to survive in pest control, which is what I know, you've got to have a good reputation on Yelp, especially in California where we Love are. It. Yeah. So especially. online, online. So a uh, quick question here for you. Do you feel like the door-to-door sales program, the door-to-door sales industry is dying with what you just said, where there's going to be a few owners who just go out, sell for whatever they sell and then take the gas off, or take their foot off the gas of a sales team? Or do you feel like a sales team is still essential for the growth of a company? Um, no, I think a sales team is important. Um, but if you can utilize technology um, and if you can get yourself enough recruits to filter through the crap, the guys that just are not going to work and pick the rock stars, if you can get enough leads by yeah. utilizing technology to recruit with, um, you can do what a team of 15 would do with a team of five. Right. Yeah. And I like the mentality, the the kind of perspective that I like to associate with what you just described mm-hmm. is like, uh, it goes back to one of the issues, right? A lot of recruiters try to have a shotgun approach where they try to, they try to assign 30 guys already with the mentality of, uh, thinking that, oh, only 10 of them or 20 of them are going to stay for the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Where yep. you could just flip that and only accept the 20 guys that are like the best of the best, right? Or you could yep. only accept, like have your have your team be by application only, right? Yeah, well, when you're in, a, well, when you're in an area like Rexburg, Idaho, yeah. where there's like 20 other recruiting companies, you get desperate and you're willing to sign anyone and right. – you just you're kind of all scraping from the bottom of the barrel, and you're taking right. guys you shouldn't. You're making mistakes because you're just desperate. Yeah, you're trying um, to get just leads. You're trying to get people who will sell yep. at all. And if you yep. don't have a system to do that selling for you, make that reputation management for you, then you're going to be at the mercy of grabbing the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, what do you think? Um, if someone's if someone's starting a team or if someone is trying to get their feet wet uh, in terms of online marketing, what are some basic things that you think that they should learn to be able to have success with implementing that into their door-to-door sales team or even if they're the owner of a company? Well, I think there's – I mean, Facebook ads are so cheap right now comparatively, you know, 
to other types of sources of ads. So I think if guys learn how to set up a simple profile in the city they're selling in um, and start doing some lives and you can target, you can target those, you know, you can throw some dollars behind some, you know, some, some videos that you do that just educate your, your audience, your cut, your potential customer. And I think companies that are doing this are going to be winning, you know, in the long, in the long haul for sure. But salesmen could do this as well. Just throw up a quick little profile. They brand themselves as the pest control guy. They don't necessarily need to, you know, say they're with, you know, active pest control or eco shield or, you know, armor pest control, but uh-huh. you know, they're, you know, I, hi, I'm Scott, the bug guy. Let's talk about some bugs today. You probably have, an, you know, they, they do like little live videos every once in a while. You're driving to your area anyway. You can do a quick yeah. live and then you can target the area that you're in. People are scrolling through Facebook and then you're out knocking on their door. Social right. proof. Social you know, proof. Ideas like that, I think um, guys could really do, but they just don't know how to do it. Right. And so you've uh, you've taken a step further um, beyond that, right? I mean, you're not knocking and you're not selling pest control right now, but you're getting your feet even deeper, even even uh, further into the online marketing space, and have even taken on jobs uh, to close for high ticket uh, offers. And so, like, what has that changed in the way that you kind of live your life now, uh, because you've gotten involved with that? Well, the biggest challenge for me with pest control and the reason why I stopped, stopped doing it, stopped doing the door-to-door thing is because, you know, I've got a growing family. I, li- I live in Idaho. Um, I guess we could move to a big city if we wanted to, but who wants to live in a freaking city? You know, mm-hmm. I take a 15-mile bike ride out in the country every day here. I live, on, I live in heaven on earth. I and mean, let's just face it. So, <laughs> but, but really, like, my biggest challenge is I had to move every flip in summer to go sell. I lived here in Idaho because I, I love yeah. living here and I'd be in California. I'd be in New York. I'd be in Denver um, during the summer and moving my family twice a year, you know, when they get out there and going home, it, it's super hard. So, you know, I have internet connection. I have a laptop, you know, I have a headset. I can take calls anywhere I want now, you know, and yeah. I'm not knocking on someone's door and interrupting them saying, Hey, let me tell you about this, what I want to sell you. No, I'm in a situation where people are actually applying. They fill out a questionnaire. They tell me how much money they've got and they tell me why they're a good fit to buy what I'm selling them. So then I get on the phone with them and I close them on a, you know, 2000, 5,000, $10,000 deal. That's a commission for it. So I've just kind of, you know, leveled up um, to the high ticket area, um, and I'm using you know the phone, a phone and my internet, totally. yeah, so, my laptop. And I think uh, yeah. So you're a super good example of kind of what I'm trying to hopefully teach to these people that are my followers who are hearing what I'm having to say is like there's a natural progression of going from beginning of not knowing much of anything about how marketing works and only really learning the door to door grind and feeling like that's the ceiling. And then you get good at it. You understand that there's more to entrepreneurship and business. And then you go and transition to something that will conform to what your needs and wants are not necessarily the, 
door-to-door grind and feeling like that's the ceiling of success. Um, and so you're an excellent example. And I thank you for being on the podcast today, um, being on the live with me too. Uh, again, if you're watching this in the group, uh, give a hashtag replay, uh, as well as if you're listening on iTunes, feel free to, uh, help us out, get, spread this message, rate and review the podcast and, uh, share this with anybody that you might feel could benefit from what Scott and I talked about today. And, uh, thank you so much, Scott, for being on the show. Any last words that you want to let our door-to-door entrepreneurs know about you and where they can find more about you? Um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, just Scott Taylor. Um, I don't have a Facebook group yet. I'm working on all that. He's working um, on it. Forget yeah, I'm working man. on He's it. working on it. I'm working on it. So He's got a podcast. Yeah, find- What's the name of your podcast? I have a podcast named Man Reinvented. And it's all about reinventing yourself because that's what I'm going through right now. I'm reinventing myself, Perfect. reinventing my career. You know, I'm 39 years old and I'm starting a new career. <laughs> Documenting the journey. He's an exactly. excellent example to follow, follow uh, an excellent uh, husband, father, uh, son of God. I love him so much. And uh, thank you so much, guys. And uh, we'll see you on the next video. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks, Jax. Thank love you, you, buddy. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to this episode of DDD Success Secrets. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. This lets the platforms know that I'm doing something right and that people like the content. It would be a huge help and I would be forever grateful. And be sure to head over to dddsuccesssecrets.com and pick up your free DDD Pro Series. This training video series is for training your own sales team on how they can start to auto-recruit their own team in the future. It's stuff that your regional managers are probably never going to teach you. Until next time, my friends, peace out.